What's up, guys? Cliff here. I've got Joel in the studio. Joel is an independent singer-songwriter, Christian singer-songwriter, and an independent Christian filmmaker. He does all the things. We're just going to talk about some stuff. It's always a pleasure to have you in, man. You have not been here in a while. And that kind of stinks, because you're my good buddy. I so. know, man. You have been filming, producing, starring in, writing all the stuff, your own reality series. Reality TV series. And how Christian th- reality TV series. So let's talk about that. A Christian reality series. Like, yep. So first off, why? <laughs> why, dude? So I was very adamantly trying to get a record deal in 2021 uh-huh. with Mikey from Seven Time Down. He was trying to push it, and we made this EPK video, and a couple people saw it. They were okay. They were cool with it. They heard the songs. Uh, we didn't hear anything back, and basically, uh, which is fine. People just they weren't you know not the right time, not the it's right. Not thing. God's timing. Not if God's it's not His timing. It's not His timing. Not the right timing. So I said, okay, uh, well, I'm going to put my EPK into a TV show mm. and show the concert, show the fans, show what we do. I'm going to feature music. I'm going to do I'm just going to make a, I'm going to make the Christian music version of Duck Dynasty. It's probably not like the most coveted thing is like, oh, hey, I'm going to grow up and be a movie director. Uh, that's probably it's hard versus or, or or a cinematographer or whatever versus I'm gonna grow up and be a rock star. Yeah, you like, know, like everybody well, wants to be a cowboy astronaut, a rock star when they grow when they're young, yeah. you know, and saying I'm gonna the Steven Spielbergs are few and far between who are like I'm gonna grow up and make yeah. movies. Well, okay, so here's what here's here's the way I put it. So when you get into a studio and you make a record, yeah, it's fun. You're having mm-hmm. fun. When you make a movie or a project or a TV show, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's, it's horrible. That's I guess that's why I. That is the heart of the why question. So yeah. for people who have no idea what it takes to make a show, yeah, your show. What's the name of the show, by the way? It's called Rockin' for Jesus. Rockin' for tentatively because we have some people that are interested in some bigger players, which that's going to be fun. But that's the tentative title is technically Joel Jackson rocking for Jesus. So, okay. So Joel Jackson, give me the one minute TikTok version of what the show rocking for Jesus is ready. Go. Basically it's my story of me building my life back up after the suicide stuff and whatever through Jesus and Christian music. The first episode is showing our concert. And so it's live shows. It's and... live shows. It's my spiritual journey with Jesus. Gotcha. It's my it's my band family. And every every episode, you know, features a song and, and everything. But uh the show is about like family. It's about mm. friendship. It's about faith. And our goal is what we want to do is we want to do it for ten years, ten seasons. So, so you, this is like a a lifestyle commitment. Yes. Ten years. I've I've already wow. I've already been like, you know. That's something I, I never really I – mean, we've talked about this several times yeah. as, as buds, and I've been rooting you on with this thing, and I've, I've just been so excited about every project we've done. Yeah. Um, that's not something I thought about is where you're committing to 
your life being on film and whatever happens, happens. And you can't, I mean, you can't really script that out. Like for your future as your friend, I hope all these wonderful things for you. Yeah. But you never know. It's just life happening on film. Well, it's, it's, it's life happening. And it's the, the, the through line of the thing is choosing Jesus in my life. So we want to show real life person trying to build his life on Jesus. Mm. For some people who don't know, don't have a clue, and we've done a few things, and we've talked about a few scenes, just doing one scene of like a conversation, some easy little scene that people would think is simple, like riding in a car or something like that. Like, yeah. what's all involved logistically? Like, what would you have to go through just to make a scene like that for the reality show? Even though it's mostly like unscripted, yeah. there are elements that you have to plan for. Like, let's do an interview here and this and the other. So, like, walk. Yeah the people watching this like what goes into just a simple three minute conversation scene like in a car or something like that well there's there's a reason that you don't see like the christian music re- christian reality tv right now is it's just hard. the logistics are insane mm. you're essentially making 10 episodes per season and each episode's like a movie it's like its own movie so imagine going to a company and your production company you say hey guys we're gonna make 10 movies this year you will get laughed out of the room it's too hard so the logistics we had to crack the code on that i mean if we're just filming a car scene you have to have we have to set up two cameras within the car you have to have lapel mics on every single person You have to have a general direction of what you're filming. I mean, just a scene like that, which will end up two minutes in the final thing. And you can't just use like the lighting in your car. You've got to have lighting and then. Yeah, there's to to, to a degree, but you can't just use like the the audio is the hard part. So you got to get the audio and then and then like the, the subject material has to be interesting, too. So like. You've got to know what you're talking about. You have to know where we are in the script because mm. there is a rough script that you follow, you know, where we know, but we're not just showing up to the concert on the day of and saying, what are we filming? We know we want to film. Okay. And at four o'clock, our band manager plays a virtual reality game and loses her mind because it's scary. There and are some like a, planned elements. Oh, you People would call that a script, but it's literally like, your schedule anyways. Your, it's your it's your schedule. I got to make this business phone call or I got to talk yep. to this promoter. That's going to be yep. part of the show anyways because it's like it's going to happen. Yeah. But yep. you have to plan to make that a scene. You have to plan to make it. And then there's like a vulnerability aspect of like who you mm. are is coming across on camera, which I know now after filming this first episode, I know exactly why no one would trust anyone else mm. with their life story or the edit. How many junk scenes did you film and realize you're not using it for one? Or was it all? We all use it all, dude. Really? It's I, I feel like wow. God put our first episode together because it just, we wrote these scenes down for the most part, but then some of it's like unscripted too. And you just film things. You and just let it happen. You just you just let it happen, but we've got a basic formula that we're following. You know, we know okay. that each episode is based off of some type of a Bible verse. We recap that Bible verse at the very end with a voiceover, and every every episode features a song too. Having each episode be based on a Bible verse does that help keep that in the back of your head in every instance that you guys are engaging when you're filming for an episode? So, like, yes, does it naturally drive without even necessarily? 
trying to? Does it naturally drive the instances around that Bible verse? Yeah, so we know the first episode is kind of based on that, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. A lot of it was my backstory about where I came from, mm. things that I've dealt with. And then the mm. second episode is a lot darker. It was, it's, wow. we're on day two, we filmed two, first two episodes of the season are two concerts. And by day two of filming, we're exhausted, we're tired, we're angry. We are a little irritable. So, so I've screened your first episode. I don't know if I'm don't know if I'm allowed to say that. I've screened the first sure. episode. There's a part where you talk about you just got like the meanest yeah. message to you ever in history. Like, was that planned? What what happened? Yeah. So if, that, without giving away too many spoilers for the show or whatever, like what you're what you're comfortable talking about? We were gonna go film. We were gonna go film the scene or the, the episode, and it was like, cool, let's just show a Christian band doing what they do. And then I got this nasty text from someone that kind of knew me. If it's just a troll, that's fine. But it was like, this person was going in. I mean, it was it was hateful. Like, mm. you couldn't, you couldn't, it, it was just, it was just hateful. And so I was like, that just changed the whole day. And so we infused that into everything. I mean, it just came up naturally. Mm. And then you kind of fix it in narration. And then on the way to the concert, my band manager gets a call from hospice about her mom who was getting ready to pass away. It's not, hey, guys, here's the sound check. Here's the thing. It's the personal. Mm. I know why no one has done this before. Just no one's put this on camera like this before. You Mm. have the Christian movies. You have a couple of documentaries. Most of them are from the secular world saying, hey, these Christians are nuts and something bad happened. Yeah. You don't have anyone with two cameras going in and filming a normal day-to-day conversation. No one's ever done it. Even post-Duck Dynasty in 2013, a couple of Christian reality shows came out. But they weren't like evangelistic. Yeah. There was there was one. It was about um, these women who had all had abortions, and they all got together. But it was literally ten episodes of them sitting in a room and talking. So it's no one has done. We're just pioneering, and I know why because to commit to like six episodes we're doing this year. It's it's six movies. It's insane. I shared with you a story about working with our buddy uh, Theron, yeah, uh, in California on our brand new day record and how he's a believer and he's worked with some of the biggest names in the business and how he imparted that nugget of wisdom on me while we were over there saying, you know, God don't make suggestions. You know, I came into the studio and I was like, I feel like this verse needs to be sung this way. And he said, well, sing it brother. God don't make suggestions. And I told you how that's like, I've been living there in my life. Like God don't make suggestions. I wonder how I translate that is when you get that inkling of, oh, maybe I should do this. It's not a should do. It's God literally telling you that needs to happen. Yeah. You need to talk to this person or you need to do this thing or you need to take that leap. You need to. And if you don't do it, you're going to regret it. There's, you know, you're going to be absent the victory you get on the other side of that. I wonder one of the reasons this hasn't been done, like you're saying, is maybe it's so many people have felt that inkling, that nudge to do it, but then have gotten lost in the work towards it because this is not the first thing right like the the road to this project oh yeah rocking for jesus has been a movie you did it's well, been well, projects we've done together it's here's the deal so i decided in 2015 i wanted to make a christian movie this was totally different this was not we want to do a reality show there was i always wanted to do that after i got signed i said that would be cool but i have no idea how i'm gonna do it this started as in the summer no one wanted to sign me and i was like mm-hmm. well, what do i do 
because it's been five years since my movie came out. So it started as I want to make the sequel to Rock for Jesus, show people what's going on now. We were going to put together a tour on a big tour bus and go just, it was going to be like a giant Christian carnival going across the country and just showing my journey. And And this is after a lot of people saying no or kind of just being dismissive of several projects you and I had done. Yeah, it was, it was, you've done. 2022 was the year of no, 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 no. That's all it was. And, uh, it's, it's cause you worked with me because I'm telling you, I told you before, God speaks, speaks to me more in no's than he does. Yeses. No, dude, that's, <laughs> that's not it. Um, and then I, I had my life just completely fall apart. You uh, had to get that sin out of your camp, son. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I had my life totally fall apart in June of 2022. Mm. Church fell apart. This relationship thing I was kind of in fell apart. That led me to this crazy close relationship with Jesus that I've never had still going strong on. Never had before, because um, a lot of people know this, but I walked away from Christianity when I did the suicidal stuff, and I came back, but I never yeah. really came back until this past October, and then the Rock for Jesus 2 was going to turn into a documentary called mm. I Found Jesus, and it was going to be about how ever since I came back to Christian music, I found this relationship with Jesus. And then in December, this past December, we were going through all the footage. I was trying to write a script for it. And I was like, if I make this documentary, it's going to come out once. People are going to be stoked on it once and it'll be done. And I was like, we're also going to lose all this footage. I looked Mm. at an interview of Way FM that we shot and I was like, we're going to lose that. And then I met with my band manager. I said, I am going to figure out the logistics for a TV show and we're going to make this a reality TV show. Mm. congrats to you man I, I mean that as your as your brother i mean that like as as buds and friends like i'm so pumped to see like all this work because i know on small projects we've done how much work it's taken i'm so pumped to see the results of this work for you and i'm super thrilled for you and like we're praying nothing but like it just explodes and that rocking for jesus is the big is the biggest thing since the chosen or whatever for Christian yeah. people. You know what I mean? So we want we want thanks, dude. We want it to be the next Duck Dynasty because Duck awesome. Dynasty came and everybody loved it and it went away. It was gone. Yeah. And we want this to be the next Duck Dynasty. Mm. I want to tell you this. I've probably never told you this, but while we were talking, uh you were sharing a little bit of your testimony about like suicidal issues and this kind of stuff and yeah. and in in and out of your faith walk. And my thought, and maybe it's not just for you, maybe it's for other people struggling with those kinds of things, is, is a reminder for you that circumstances don't change God's love for us. It's yeah. easy to feel like God really loves Joel when people are interested in Joel's show and like everything's going and we got a good yeah. job, or it's really easy to think God loves Cliff when he heals his back and now he's, you know, successful podcaster or whatever it is. God's love is just as rich and just as full the whole time. The only thing that changes circumstances only impact how much we care and think and love God. And I think people need to realize that, that if there's an absence of love in the hard times, it's not God. He's there and he's, and he's ready for us and he's ready to care for us and embrace us and, and, and walking us through, I was reading in Corinthians and Paul was talking about all the hardships that I faced. He was excited about them because he said, and he believed in his heart wholeheartedly, God is only allowing a hardship on us if it's going to bring glory in some way for the kingdom. If I can persevere through the hardship, glory is on the other side for the kingdom. It's for the benefit of the kingdom. And the thing is, Paul never saw the fruit of that. 
Yeah. We are still, 2,000 years later, still talking about the hardships of Paul and using him as an example for other believers. He was shipwrecked. He was stoned and left for dead and blah, blah, all these things about Paul and put in prison and all this stuff. And during that hardship, he had the faith that this was coming. He had the faith that those hardships were going to bring people to to Jesus. Yeah, And I think that's a reminder for people in those hardships. It's like God has a plan for them even if we don't figure them out, you know, yeah. even if it's not even in our lifetime that we see the fruit. We're 2,000 years almost from Paul's life, and there's fruit from his hardships, fruit from the disciples being martyred, you know. it's We're still talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, dude. No, it's the, the, the hard, difficult 2020, 2022 was a terrible year, but that created what is now probably one of the better years of my life mm. right now with— Praise the Lord. You know, we had this crazy church split, but like that brought the whole cast and band together for this yeah. reality show. And, you know, it's just a close group of friends that I've not really had in, in where where I live in Louisville. But um, yeah, man, like I said something when, when I went through all the suicidal stuff in October again, and it was like, it's probably the best thing I've ever said. And I was like, I don't want a record deal anymore. I just want a close relationship with God. That's it. Praise the Lord. I, 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 I want to be solid at Jesus, Bible, whatever stuff, like I am at some other skill. Dude, so in response to that, I told you that I got to share Jesus with somebody today. Yeah, yeah. So I took, me and my wife went out to First Watch, breakfast, brunch place. It's In my book, I'm kind of a redneck. It's a little too artsy-fartsy, ritzy for me. Like I had yeah. avocado toast. I'm like, come on, avocado toast. I'm I'm a redneck, but it was really good. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, the name explains itself. It literally just tasted like toast with avocado on it, but it was good. Yeah. Um, so we're in there, and the the waitress or the server, I guess I should say. I don't want to peeve anybody off by Any calling sequel somebody trilogy a waitress. fans. Yeah. Anyways, the server comes up and she's asking it. She's really sweet, asking us all kinds of questions. She's like, when you got and by the end of the meal, she's like, when I come back, I want you guys to think about something that reminds you of Easter. And we're like, okay. So she comes back and she brings her ticket and she's like, so did you think of anything? My wife says peeps and I say church. And the whole time I'm at the dinner table, I was joking around with my wife and I said, what if, what if she says, think about something that reminds you of Easter. And I, and I go, the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Have you heard him? Do you know? You know, like that, <laughs> that cr- almost cringy classic. Sales, like, salesman. Yeah, guy, dude. yeah. And uh, I said, what if I did that? Like, what if that was my... What if I just went up and shared that it was like, hey, the blood of Jesus Christ, you need to be saved kind of thing. And we were kind of joking a little bit, but I felt that inkling. I was wrestling with, you need to share Jesus with her. You need to tell her about Jesus. If I really believe God is real, the God who healed my back in in December is real, and I really believe heaven and hell is real and forever, why would I not make sure at least once in her life this person has heard that Jesus Christ loved her, died for her, is the son of God, and wants a relationship with her. Like, what would stop me? And I was basically said, I'd have to be the biggest butthole in the world if I kept that from her. And this is eating me up, man. I could tell, like, it's eating me up. And that's, it falls in line with that thing I was telling you about Theron telling us God don't make suggestions. He wants you to do it for one reason or another. So she finally came back. And she drew this little picture. My wife said, yeah, peeps remind me of Easter. And I said, church. And she drew this bunny peep with a little church steeple on its back on the receipt. And it was cute and sweet. And I said, listen, I know this is as awkward as all get out. 
And I said, but I'm a believer. I believe heaven and hell are real. And I believe in Jesus. And I know he's the son of God. And I said, I would be the biggest. I told her. <laughs> I just said, I would have to be the biggest butthole in the world <laughs> if I did not tell you that Jesus loves you, he's the son of God, and he died for you, and he wants a relationship with you. And she, and she smiled, and she goes, well, thank you so much. She goes, and I said, I just I have to do that. And she goes, thank you. No, and she said, that means so much to me because on campus this past week, she's a college student, she said, there was this person out there who was just doing it just to be, they just wanted to be argued with, and they, they just wanted to, they wanted somebody to come up and punch them so they could get likes on Instagram. They were filming themselves, and they were out there saying, you're all a bunch of sinners, you're all going to hell, God hates you for doing this, and Jesus hates this, and blah, 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 and they, they he started saying all these crazy things about Jesus is a white-haired, yada, yada, this weird stuff, because they said, and it was clear that they just wanted to be to views and everything and she said so thank you so much for sharing that with me and apparently she was a believer at least she's been churched because she talked about it like thank you no and she goes and please keep doing that she goes listen to that voice and and keep sharing that because it shouldn't be that hard it shouldn't be that awkward it should come more natural to share jesus with people but i realized that was the reason god wanted that to happen is because that person got this full demonstration of how sucky our idea of witnessing can be. And this person who has got it all wrong was totally bold on campus with how wrong and, and dumb and their dumb way of doing it. Totally bold and wrong. And I could have chose not to be bold about the right way to do it, about expressing the love of Jesus. And she needed to see somebody who... I was, dude, I was in that freaking place in my freaking PJ pants, like just chilled, just and just honest with her like look i feel like i have to tell you jesus loves you you know what i'm saying yeah and so for her to finally see like the true spirit of witnessing after witnessing this person who was just terrible and hateful that's what god wanted and it pumped me up i left it going like i shared jesus with somebody like holy smokes which that you that should be the norm for christians that's we're doing this show because one I want someone to see an example of a guy who's waking up, trying to read his Bible, not doing great all the time, but is just trying to chase Jesus. So someone can see it. And we have in the second episode, the final thing, the guy does an altar call and he gives the gospel presentation. That's Mm. in the episode. So that's what it's about, dude, leading people to Jesus. It's not about labels. It's not about anything. It's about like at the end of the day, like are, is your thing leading people to Jesus? And if it's not, what are you doing, bro? If you like this clip from the Not Gospel Studios channel, don't forget to share. Click on one of the other links and videos. You can find them here and here and subscribe. I think it's down here. Tell your friends about us. Tell them that it's healthy, that it's vegan, and all of those things. Keep being awesome because that's how God made you.